Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Monolith. It's a monolith. Thank you for your text. 57500. I couldn't come up with the term. I could I even called it a metal pole. I called I called it any number of things. I couldn't come up with it. It's a monolith. Surely you've seen the story out there out in a very remote part of Utah. There is a a big metal shiny metal monolith that really evokes um it really evokes the 2001 Space Odyssey. It really evokes the mysterious. You remember that Origins of Man scene? It really evokes that. So, um, uh, Amber, let's get some music here going that's going to kind of set the tone here. This giant metal monolith. The state's asking, the state hasn't shown us where it is. Like, they're not telling us where it is, they're not giving us the coordinates. At least so far, they say they don't want people going out there because they're just going to have to rescue them because it's not any place you want to go. Yet it made it all the way out there. I've got John Hollenhorst, senior correspondent with KSL TV. John, welcome to Live Mics. Thanks so much for doing this. Now, uh, uh, Amber just whispered in my ear that there's a, a, a little bit more to the story that we've learned just today. Yeah, indeed. And and let me just say, I think this is a lovely, wonderful story and a great mystery. Unfortunately, some Internet sleuths are taking some of the fun out of it for oh, us. Uh, it, it, the secrecy that was uh, established by the state uh, people that discovered this alleged monolith, uh, have uh, that secrecy was penetrated by these Internet sleuths who <laughs> tracked the movements of the uh, state helicopter that uh, – took the people to that location, and uh, they figured out based on that and the geology of the region and all that exactly where it was. And sometime in the last day or so, a rather large group of adventurers made their way to that location. And so if you know how to find it on the Internet, you can find the exact coordinates of the uh, object, and you can watch videos of it that were shot uh, and posted within the last few hours. Um, And I can tell you that uh, uh, a, a stickler for detail would now say that we shouldn't call it a monolith anymore because it is not a single stone or metal object. It is made of sheet metal that is riveted together. Oh. <laughs> so it, does, it no longer fits the definition of a, of a monolith, oh, and monolith. it probably yeah. uh, undoes the theory that it was left by aliens because they yeah. would not have used earthbound <laughs> rivets. <laughs> they would have had something else for sure. I think that's right. Um, current theory, I don't know. There's a lot of theories kicking around because nobody yet has posted a definitive explanation for what what this thing was meant to be. Uh, but, you know, we've heard claims that maybe it's Edward Adams. Abby's grave, the famous environmental author, although that seems unlikely because it's believed that he was secretly buried in Arizona, Arizona, not Utah. 
Another theory is that it's a memorial to a hang glider, a rather well-known one, who died near there in a hang gliding accident a few years ago. I don't think there's uh, any particular evidence out there yet to support that theory, but it is an active theory. Um, And then somebody else has uh, posted a claim on the Internet that they had a conversation with an artist several years ago in that area who claimed that he created such a thing as part of a sort of a a scattered art project through the Desert Canyons. So one of those is probably going to emerge as the theory. Um, I guess if you want to believe in aliens, why not? It's a lot more fun than something with rivets. Well, and, you know, the thing, one of the things that I've loved about this is it's, it's reinforced that mystery around the desert. I, I love getting out in the desert, and anyone who follows me on social media knows that. I always got a lot of photos of, you know, the back roads and, and back ways. And, um, and you, you, you so- share that enthusiasm with me. I've always loved these desert canyons for their mystery and their, their you know, the, the sense you always have that you're exploring. You're never yeah. just walking, you're exploring all the time and anything you find is of interest. And and there's a, and it this kind of took us back to a story that you did a, a number of years ago uh, that of another desert mystery that is still in the process of being solved scientifically, and that is the famous desert varnish that we see on the sandstone across the state. And those are those big black and red dark splotches on the sandstone walls. And there are innumerable theories as to where that comes from. But one of them that's out there that I was really intrigued in your reporting is that scientists are holding out the idea that this might be a form of life that we're just not able to detect it's there but we just aren't able to really see it properly yeah well that that's certainly one idea that's been raised i don't know if it's far enough along to be labeled as a actual theory that anybody is embracing um it was raised by a philosopher of science who uh was struck by the fact that that scientists had been unable to explain the origin of that desert varnish they weren't able to find any biological organism certainly no geologic process that would explain why it was there so her speculation was maybe it's some kind of organism that we do not know how to detect because it's based on a biology that's completely different from all all other biology on the planet. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's an idea that NASA ought to be looking into. And yeah. some NASA scientists were kind of intrigued by that. I don't know that they ever gave it a lot of scientific credibility, but the question was a good one, and uh, they expressed interest in studying it more to see if there could be something to it. But I, I think you'd, ha- I think even the proponent of that idea would have to say it's a pretty far-fetched idea, but maybe one worth looking at. Well, and it's certainly one worthy of the area. I mean, it carries that element of mystery and and. Uh, Absolutely. Can, can, since we share this, uh, since we share this interest, can I share a story with you? A myth, I'd love to hear it uh, from what, a desert experience that I had. And this was years and years ago. I was with some friends, and we were just off of the the south end of the San Rafael Swell. And uh, this was before it became a very popular place. Now there's ATVs everywhere, and, and there's no peace down there. But back when it was still very, very quiet, um, we were camped out there along that very south edge of the reef, and um, and I walked away from the campfire out in the desert a little bit, and the voices fell away at the campfire and then all of a sudden I wasn't very far out then all of a sudden they sprang right back and there was something about that desert wall that all of a sudden was bouncing that sound right back to me and I was out of earshot but then I could suddenly hear everything I thought wow this desert you know really it's, cool it's interesting you've raised a, a, a thought in my head um, a lot of the rock art that is found in southern Utah uh, especially the barrier canyon style people have wondered if the ancient artists who created that uh, art, uh, whether or not they were 
uh, putting those in places that had interesting acoustical properties. Really? Um, I don't know that anybody's ever gotten that one very far along in terms of proving anything, but it's an idea that maybe certain cliffs, certain alcoves had acoustical properties that were intriguing to these ancient peoples when they were making their art. Yeah, I I mean that I can see that because I've I've had that experience and and it was cool and you could see how you know maybe a, a an early people that didn't have our same understanding of science might attribute a very special purpose to that area having experience absolutely like and something something that maybe made the hair stand up on their neck the way yeah. my hair stands up when I see some of the greatest rock art yeah. Yeah, just phenomenal. And, and I love, and of course, you know, the states reminded us that with as as neat as this uh, structure is, let's say it's a sculpture, maybe, um, we're, we shouldn't do that. I mean, this is, this is actually not in keeping with the rules of public lands. We're not allowed to leave things out there like this and manipulate and change the land. Yes, and, and that's not only a legal thing, but it's a moral thing, I think, that uh, these lands are really splendid and deserve protection and, and honor for what they already are and not not necessarily because man has changed them. I mean, there's plenty of places man can make an impact and leave things that are memorable or useful. But how about the places that nature created that have their own specialness? Can't we just leave some of those unspoiled? I, I think that's a, a moral question that everybody in Utah ought to be thinking about all the time because we live in a really incredible place. Oh, yeah, absolutely, for sure. All right, John Hollenhorst is senior correspondent for KSL TV. John, I've loved this conversation. Thanks so much. I, Great I, talking really to you, Ethan. All right, uh, we're going to let John go, and we've got a news break. We're going to get some news, traffic, and weather uh, like we always do. When we come back, though, I've got a couple of Zen headlines for you. In fact, here's what I want to ask you. Okay, here's what I want to ask you. Which one do you want to hear first? Do you want to hear about the, um, about the highly valuable space rock, or do you want to hear about the young boy who was so successful with his business, he's not even 10, that he was able to move his family out of a shed and into a real home. Which one do you want to hear about? Send me a text, 57500. I'm going to do both, but I just want you, I just want you to pick which one's first. We'll be right back. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.